Welcome into the official New York Jets podcast. Eric Allen here at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Joined by the New York Post, Brian Costello, has given us a few moments of our time. It's Thursday of his time. It's Thursday right now. You're going to be catching a plane out later this afternoon. I think most of you are going to be hearing this or watching this on Friday. And in fact, in a few moments, you are going to the podium to mm -hmm. listen to Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. Yeah. What do you think the chances are for the Jets at 10? I, I think it's slim, EA. I, I, th I think they're going to take a tackle, right? Yep. Like everybody does. I'm not, you know, going out, out on a limb there. But let's say those tackles are gone, the top three guys. Then Bowers is attractive because you need, you know, we talk about receiver a lot with the Jets, but you really just need another weapon on this offense to go with Garrett and Brees, and this guy's a weapon. So I don't know if Jets fans will be happy. Really? <laughs> well... There's, there's, there's some scars, EA, from Kyle Brady that still exists. Oh, and oh, I, I, mean, that's, I know, You're like, going back. it's 30 years ago, but I, I, whenever I bring up a tight end, I hear about Kyle Brady. So, But I, I, I still think it's going to be a tackle, but I think if they don't go tackle, Bowers is definitely a, a shot there. He's a very interesting prospect. I know uh, I've asked a few people if they consider him a unicorn, and they mentioned the size, not, not the biggest yeah. guy in the world, but awfully productive on an offense that is going to send a few guys to the National Football League. With that being said, how would you rate Bowers against those top three receivers? Because you said, hey, offensively, playmakers. Doesn't matter about the yeah. position. Yeah, I mean, I think the receivers are higher. Like, you look at what has happened at the wide receiver position in recent years. That's become now an elite position like you know used to be quarterback left tackle cornerback and edge rusher right those were the four receivers joined that mix like look at the money they're making and justin jefferson is going to reset the market probably soon uh and in the draft i think those guys are now top top guys right and, and tight ends we can see you can see they get you can get them in the second round you can get them in the third round and they're productive so i i do think those receivers are definitely going to be higher than bowers we got a couple of months into the draft is it your sense right here that there are clear top two at the tackle position in pecking order with joe alt and fashanu from your alma mater yeah, Penn alma State. Mater, yeah. I, I think fuaga is there right there too from okay. oregon state uh and so i think it's the top three like during the season you heard a lot about Alt and Fashanu, but I think Fuaga has kind of joined that that mix after the senior role. So to me, I think it's the top three, and then there's a drop off after that. So we'll see how many go in the top ten. You know, I think there should be one there for the Jets. I think because I think those receivers we talked about, quarterbacks obviously are going to go a lot. So there should be somebody there at ten for the Jets. All right, we're going to get back to the draft, but as far as the recent release of Lincoln Tomlinson, any surprise there considering his cap number? Uh, I thought they would try to get him to take a pay cut. Maybe they did. I don't know. Uh, and then they, they moved on because I, I just – it didn't make sense to have him at that number. Like, his production didn't match the price. But you're creating a hole. And they already had holes to fill on the offensive line, and now they have three holes. So that part of it – and he was a durable guy, which yeah. is what we, like, we talked about. That's been a problem for, the, for them, you know, for the last couple of years. But I, I wasn't shocked. Okay. Uh, I thought there was a good chance he would get cut. 13 different starting – yeah. combinations up front last season and he's the guy who played every snap Lincoln yeah. Tomlinson Jets want to find a permanent home for Elijah Vera Tucker where do you think ultimately that could be I think it'll end up being tackle but I think the market is going to influence it and I think what you know you heard uh, Joe Douglas yesterday talk about his versatility and how that helps them to me 
right? You need three players. It's either two guards and a tackle or mm. two tackles and a guard. And that's where Vera Tucker comes in. If yeah. they if they look at free agency, and I think they will look at it like this, go, uh, the tackle market's soft, right? Like it's yeah. there's a lot of older guys, a lot of guys that have durability questions. That's not what the Jets need right now. <laughs> The guard markets, there's some value. And we know, like, Douglas likes to search for value. So I, I think they end up signing two guards. Then you move, you kick AVT out to tackle, and you draft a tackle. But um, if, if something changes and, the, and there's a tackle that they really like, maybe they sign him and then they, they just sign a guard and keep AVT at guard. But it's they, they're locked in. They want to, I don't really understand the whole they think the injuries are coming because he's moving around. I don't get that too much. But you do need to find him a home. I think it's been tough for him to keep moving around every year. He's a unique dude because most guys in today's landscape are not going to say, hey, listen, just play me right. wherever you want. Yeah, they want to say play me at left tackle right. so I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's definitely, you know, a team first guy and has been. And um, But to me, you know, tackle is the more important position, right? Like if you go back and you look at every game the Jets played, it felt like almost every week there was an edge rusher we were talking about. Yep. It's like you're always it's always a storyline for me is like, oh, they're playing Miles Garrett this week. Let's go talk to the tackles about what it's like to play Miles Garrett. So there are some great interior rushers, you know, like Chris Jones and uh, you know, other guys, but to me, the tackle is is so important and ABT has shown he can play there. If you're the Jets, who are you targeting in a free agency though? At that position. At that position, hmm. I, I'm not really sure who they're targeting. I, I think, like I said, I think the guard market is where you go. Uh, maybe like a Robert Hunt from Miami. Okay. Uh, uh, and Onwenu from New England, who's right. got flexibility, right. can play both. Uh, I think Joe's going to be searching for value. Um, if you look at the recent history, he hasn't done well when he's gone the big money first day free agent, right? He, what he's done well on is that second wave like DJ Reed, right? That's yes. his best signing by far in my book. That came, you know, that wasn't a big splash on day one. Mm. That was after uh, Tyler Conklin, I think, was a really good signing. And that came after they signed Uzama, right? So, like, that came second wave. So, to me, I, I could see him going, looking at the guard market, watching what happens day one, and then pouncing, you know, uh, on somebody after that in the guard market. But that's why I think Bowers would be a luxury for the Jets because you mentioned Conklin. Coming yeah. off a career high reception, I think it was sixty plus yeah. last year, and then Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing the ball. Right, I think you can use two though. Okay. Right, and I think. What do you I, think of Rucker? I, I I think the jury's still out on him as a receiver. I, I thought he had some good moments last year. I think he's a good blocker. Right. Um, but to me, you know, Bowers is a dynamic guy. Like he, you could, he's almost like another receiver, which right. we've seen now with Kelsey. Uh, you know, it's, it's like adding a receiver when you have that guy out there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think Conklin has done very well, but I don't know how long Conklin's going to be on the team too, right? He's an older guy, contract stuff. So if you get a guy, a really young player that you draft at that position, it could be could be valuable. I think it's a leap year. It's still February, right? Yeah, today's, so February, today's 29th. February 29th. Yeah. So there you go. So this is a difficult question at this point, but do you think the Jets would be more likely to move up? In the draft or move back? Yeah, it's tough on February 29th. I, but I think, uh, I think move up, EA. Really? I think of where they're at. This is this is win or go home <laughs> for Joe Douglas <laughs> yeah. and Robert Sala, right? I mean, Woody Johnson made that clear on NFL Honors that they, they have to win this year. So to me, it's like if, if there's a tackle that they love, 
more than the other guys, right. and they're not willing to let whoever follow them go up, like move up to seven, move like move up and get them right. And and so moving back, I, I just I think the only time chance of moving back is if the three guys are gone, and then they don't want like they, they don't want to take Bowers. They say mm-hmm. all right, let's just trade back uh, and, and get some picks. But I don't think they're worried about like not having a second round pick. To me, they 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 have a pretty good pick in the third round. I think they feel good that they can get two starters out of this draft with where they're at. So I don't think that it's moving back is going to be a priority. And we've never seen Joe do it in the first round, right? He's never moved back in the first round. Yeah. He's moved up. Uh, he got for ABT. He moved up for Jermaine Johnson. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I, if I had to bet, I'd say moving up. He was here yesterday after he spoke at the podium, and he told us that he's anticipating – in the range of three compensatory selections, but probably all those in the seventh round. Yes, yeah, I think yeah, I think I, the guys that do those projections online, yeah. I've seen yeah, seventh round. I think they might even end up with Mister Irrelevant. How about the projection? They might end up with the last pick of the draft. Uh, how about that? Maybe the next Brock Purdy. <laughs> hey, so let me ask you <laughs> about you with that. With that, there you go. Uh, when we talk about somebody like Purdy, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, we've talked about his age. We know he's coming off the injury. Uh, the Jets are going to be in the backup quarterback market. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, would you draft someone at some point as only, far as a passer is concerned? Only like late, like day three, yeah. I might draft or undrafted free agency would be a priority and like as a developmental third guy. And then I, I think I think next year, EA, we're yeah. going to be talking about quarterbacks. You do. Like even if Aaron, I think Aaron will still be playing. Yeah. But I think that's when the Jets will go, maybe we need to draft someone that can develop like high, that can develop behind Aaron and watch him. So this year, I think it would be a developmental guy. Like, yeah, like end of the draft or a non-drafted free agency. What a difference a year makes, though, right? Well, yeah. When we were here in Indianapolis mm-hmm. last year, we we're talking about the quarterback hunt being on yeah. for the Jets. Derek I Carr was, had just been released by the Raiders. I, I stalked Derek Carr out at a hotel in Indianapolis last year. Tell us a story. Let's go. <laughs> I just I, Someone called me and said Derek Carr was over at the Marriott here, and that was – the Jets had met with him in Jersey yeah. in February, and they were meeting with him here the next day. So I just went over, and he was with some friends, and I just waited him out. And then when he went to went to the elevator bank, I ran over and introduced myself. And he was very polite; said he just he wasn't talking, <laughs> but yeah. he was he was nice. And then I did hear from people inside the Jets at their meeting the next day. He said, "Oh yeah, one of your reporters." Got me at the at my my hotel elevator, really? and I said, "Yeah, well, welcome welcome to New York, Derek. That's what it's like." There you go. <laughs> at that point, um, I think Goody was talking at the podium one of those days. Uh, yeah, Packers GM Brian Gutenkiss, of course. Um, did you think that it was ultimately going to be Rogers? Hmm, I'm trying to remember what because I thought. He still was on. Yeah, see, that was before the flight and all that stuff. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was still under contract, and there seemed to be a lot of it uncertainty. It felt like there was a lot of momentum. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, from a beat writer perspective, right? Yeah. When you throw something, like, when you start, like, throwing speculation out about something like that, if you're, if it, if it isn't going to happen, you get some pretty big pushback okay. from the organization. Like, they'll tell you, like, they'll be like, you're completely off on this. Yeah. And there was no pushback from – I remember writing about Rodgers right after the season. I did a series, like, what could they do at quarterback? And one piece was Rodgers. And I expected them to be like, ah, like, just down – even if they were going to do it, like, downplaying it, and it, there was no downplaying. Right. <laughs> from the people I talked to, and I'm like, oh, this is – they're going to go for this. And so, yeah, I didn't know how it was going to play out at that point. I think we had a lot of questions still then. But I, I did definitely think he was the number one guy. What do you think of the messages coming from Joe Douglas speaking at the podium here yesterday? 
Well, I think there was a lot of different ones. Yeah. You know, uh, I think they he he's not shying away from what this year is. They need to win. Yeah. You know, it's been. I think Joe's done a lot of good things, right? But they haven't won games, and I think Joe and Robert, they, they both have. There's promise there, and I think they both uh, have shown, you know, that they can do the job. But you got to win games in this league. It doesn't matter what the process looks like. Mm. It's, it's, it is the results. Right. Coaches, coaches love to talk about process, and GMs love to talk about process, but it's about results. So I think he didn't shy away from that, said they have to win. Um, you know, and then I think he hit on a lot of different other topics, but that, that was my big takeaway was kind of he, he knows what this year is for him. He seemed comfortable, though. Yeah, Joe never seems uncomfortable. Uh, a guy I've never said he's always he's he's a confident guy. Uh, I don't think he worries about what's said about him or written about him. Um, you know, I think he just he he knows he's got to get this done. Zach Wilson given permission to seek a trade. What ultimately could that market look like? <laughs> what, 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 seriously, what could he get in return for a guy who was a former number two overall? I don't pick? think much. EA. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm trying to be nice here. Yeah, and not because I, but he, I don't think they'll get much. Um, but a late round pick is on may, the table. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I like here. Like people talk about Trey Lance, right? Yeah. Oh, Trey Lance was drafted one pick after. I saw somebody saying this yesterday. So they got a fifth round pick, right? Mm -hmm. But Trey Lance never played. <laughs> so there, there was the unknown, right? Mm. We all know what the unknown is. Like, yep. like, that's why the backup quarterback is usually the most popular guy, right? Because you don't know what he is. Right. We know what Zach Wilson is. He's played three years, and it hasn't been good. Uh, I, just, I think they're going to have a hard time. I think they're going to have a hard I think Maybe they get a pick so, in 2025 oh, for him. Okay. I didn't see that. That's fair. But I, I think it'll probably happen right around the draft. I think that that's when – I don't think this is going to happen soon. But it will happen. You, you if it happens, I, 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 they could end up cutting him. I, I'm not 100% sold that they'll be able to get something for him because it's just, uh, you know, it was bad on the field. It was bad off the field. That's not a good combination. So uh, I don't know. And, like, you, I go through, right, almost everyone gets a second chance yeah. in the NFL. Uh, Everywhere. Yeah. I, I think if I go through Jets draft picks and think about guys that didn't work out first round picks, the only guy who never really ended up in a second place was D Milner. And I don't know why, but he never got a second chance. Everyone else got a second chance. So I think Zach will get it, but I think teams know the Jets are going to cut him at some point. So I'm not sure they'll, I'm not sure what they're going to give up for him. What would your wish list be if you're Joe and you're seeking a veteran backup quarterback? You know, I like Jacoby Brissett a lot. Yeah. He looked good at my life last year. And he looked good against them in Cleveland two years ago. He right? certainly did. Yeah. So, like, he's played well against them, which I don't well, know what that's worth. But I, I think he's a good backup. Is there a price point you got to look at? Well, I think the price point's going up. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think he got $8 million last year, and he was the he was the top of the market. I got a feeling it's going to be $10 million this year. And I think they'll have to pay up. Uh, just because not just you look at the Jets, but also look what happened across the NFL. Right. Backup quarterbacks are now more valuable than ever. I love Minshew, but I think Minshew will probably get an opportunity somewhere to at least be uh, a bridge quarterback yep. of a team and drafting a rookie. Makes sense. Tannehill. You have to look at Tannehill because of all the Tennessee the connections, connections right? right? Todd Downing and Keith Carter and all and everybody. Now Tony Dews. Like, all these guys came from. But I also think Tannehill might be in that market of, like, 
could, could is somebody looking for a starter for a year or somebody drafting a quarterback and wants a veteran. I think he might be that. Uh, so to be Brissett is the, the guy I'm really watching. Tyrod Taylor, I think, too. Huh. The Giants, I think I'd watch him. Cross down. Yeah, I think he's he's good. He just he has a tough time staying healthy, but he's pretty good. So I told fans you're going to be here uh, on the uh, podcast, so I got to fire well, off nice? a couple questions are they here. Nice? So far, I look pretty good. Uh-oh. I don't have too much uh, any control here on my settings. <laughs> Michael Christopher asks Brian Costello, would the Jets put more value on Olu and all because they are really the only true left tackles in the draft comparison compared to the right tackles of Fuaga and Guyton and Latham. And then also he throws, uh, throws in there, is Mike Williams a consideration for signing if he gets cut by the Chargers to be number two wide receiver this year? Let's start with the tackles. Yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely a question. Um, I don't know. What, I don't know if they view Fuaga as he could play left tackle. Right. I do think, I do think you can move guys from right to left tackle. Uh, you know, that was the question right when with Wirfs mm. in 2020 mm. was, oh, he's a right tackle. Well, look at how he's done. <laughs> he's done pretty good. Yeah. And so I, I think, I, I don't think they can worry about that. I think they need to take the best player uh, and and then figure it out when they get the man. And they can again, ABT's versatility helps there. I think ABT can play left tackle if they if they needed to. And then Mike Williams, yeah. I mean, I think they would definitely have interest if if he comes available. Adam B. What's a position that Jets will target this offseason that isn't getting much attention from fans? I like this question. Yeah, uh, I would go uh, interior defensive line. Yeah. Because they have Quinnen, and then they they really don't have much else under contract. Quinn Jefferson up. Yep, Solly. Woods up. Solomon Thomas. Yep. yeah, so I think they probably look to bring Jefferson and Thomas back, but they, they could go a different direction. And that, to me, that's going to be critical. Uh, you know, if you had a criticism of the Jets' defense, it's been against the run. And so they, they, that's right up the middle. They, they need to get that shored up. And I, I think that's going to be a position. Uh, and the second one, I go with safety, right? Like Jordan Whitehead's up. What, yep. what do they do there? Uh, Ashton Chuck Davis, Clark. Chuck Clark as well. Yep. So, you know, I, I think those are the two positions to watch that aren't getting a lot of attention right now. Safety, maybe take a flyer on day three of the draft, right? Yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, again, and and that's also that'd be a guy who plays special teams, you'd assume, right? Yeah, a safety on day yeah, three, exactly. right? Is that's that's you know, that's because you have to consider that as well when you're looking at it. Davis finding the football at yeah. unprecedented yeah, levels last year. Yeah, he's an interesting year. guy, you know? right? So like. You know who you remind me of? Yeah, is Eric Smith. Okay, remember Eric Smith, yeah, right? Smith, great special teams player. Yeah, great. And then like he would have like he'd play a little defense, and he'd play pretty well. But then like when they tried to make him the guy, mm-hmm. it didn't go so well. So I'm wondering. Like I, I remember Mike Patton told me about Eric Smith one time. He's like, you love him at 300 snaps, not so much at a thousand. So Ashton, I don't know. Like I can he can he be a thousand snap guy? I'm not sure. I, I think they, they'd they be reluctant to do that. Uh, so we got a couple minutes with you. Bryce Huff, yeah. um, the cap going up in the National Football League, I think, to a number that I don't know if a lot of people anticipate is going to be quite that high. Nobody anticipated it. So how does that impact the Jets? Well, it helps, right? I mean, I think it definitely helps. I think they that was the first thing I heard was from people that, like, you know, they thought, oh, maybe, maybe this changes things with Huff. Yeah. Maybe they can go a little bit higher. I just don't think anyone knows what the market is for Bryce Huff. And I think the Jets might have to let him explore it because maybe it's not going to be as high as he and his agent think. So I wouldn't be shocked yeah, if he hits free agency. Right. 
goes out, sees what he can get, and and the Jets have to hope he comes back to them and says, you know what, this is what so and so offered. Are you are you going to meet it? Um, so I think I think that's the big thing is the market, and then is he content being part of a rotation, yeah. or does he feel like he wants to play? on first and second down more, and will some team tell him he's going to do that? That's also a factor in this. What do you make of Rodgers um, before he gets back here in April? Um, and I would expect he's going to be around the team quite a bit. I really think he embraced the area and the organization quite a bit. Um, just what he's facing ahead, um, being where he's at at this point of his career, where I, I think all of a sudden, after last year, all this hype around the team and the organization, now... Uh, kind of people, I uh, think people are forgetting how good he has been in the past, yeah. or maybe they're counting him out and they just don't believe that a 40-year-old who's going to be 41 can can climb this mountain again. Yeah, I take doubt at your own risk, right? I mean, the guy's an NFL legend for a reason. Um, is he going to be what he was in 2020? I don't know. You know, I don't know if he can d duplicate that, but even a little bit diminished Aaron Rodgers is still better than anything the Jets have had in, you know, years and years yeah. and years. So uh, I just saw um, Eno Connor, my former colleague, he's coming, he has a book coming out. Yeah. Aaron, and he tweeted yesterday, he's just, he spent some time with Aaron in California recently, and he said Aaron's bigger. He bulked up. Yeah. Like he, so he added some size. So, I, And I think this guy is going to be on a mission, right? Like he hears all the stuff that you just talked about, and I think he's probably – He's probably take, a little taken aback right now of like because last year he came in and it was a love fest. Yeah. And it was it's not always like that in, around the Jets. Oh. Yeah. You might know <laughs> on Twitter and such. And the, the <laughs> so now like the, the team's getting, a little, you know, there's there's a, little, a lot of doubters, a lot of criticism. Uh, I think he's going to be fired up and I, I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't have a really good season. If Aaron Rodgers has a really good season. Jets are a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, the, the key to Aaron Rodgers having a really good season, right, is keeping him upright. And that's what we talked about. with his off That's how we're talking about this offensive line. they gotta, they got to keep him upright, and they got to keep him playing and give him some more help on offense. Will the Jets be in the market for a free agent receiver? Yes. Yeah, I think they have to be. We were talking about it before we came yeah, on. Yeah, the receiver here. market's tough because so many guys get tagged and – you know, we just heard Chris Ballard said yesterday here Pittman. Pittman's going to be tagged, or, or I think he said he will use it as a tool, but it didn't sound like Pittman's going anywhere. I do think the Bucks are going to re-sign Mike Evans. Mm. So he's going to be off the market. So I, Calvin Ridley is the guy to me that's going to be the top of the market, and we'll see. You know, I, I think the Jets will be interested. All right, so you got to go to Bauer's podium, yeah. and then you are going to catch a flight. Uh, great stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, anything to add on Hardman or Deion <laughs> Dawkins this week? That's it's just amazing. Uh, I didn't have any of this stuff on my bingo card before yeah, the offseason commencing. I mean, look, the, I just say with McCall Hardman, take, take some of this with a grain of salt. Uh, the guy got traded. I, I think Thomas Morstead said it pretty well, right? You know, Xavier, like, he got beat out by Xavier Gibson. That's pretty tough to take. Uh, he didn't. He didn't do anything with the team, really. So, uh, you know, he's he's an unhappy guy with the team. So I, I don't go crazy with that. Deion Dawkins, I think I can't wait to see the Buffalo game. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be chippy. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, I I understand his beef with Clemens. I get it. Clemens, yeah. 
I think Clemens, I have some issues with the way Clemens kind of carries himself and stuff. So I, I think I, I, I get that. I didn't understand kind of making it all about. Seemed like he took on the entire organization. Yeah. Well, and like also saying like their, what do you say, Instagram? Like yeah. their Instagram. Yeah. And then he was sitting with his shirt off doing a podcast. It's kind of like, okay, like, you know, it was an interesting take. But uh, the game's going to be fun. It adds a layer, yeah. which is great for me <laughs> the first thing i thought was oh boy that's gonna be a fun week uh, you know writing about that because some of the guys went back at him on twitter yeah. and stuff so it, it, it's gonna be interesting but it's amazing jet the jets are always in the middle of everything yeah guys enjoyed it thanks buddy all right thank you